0: Hello, my name is Rachel Goodwin, and I am wishing you a good day from the town of Roskilde in Denmark, where I live. And today I have come online because I want to talk to you about ascension rooms. So a few years ago, after I'd moved to Denmark, I started working with something called Sather which is, I mean, it's, it's hard to find the words because we don't really have the words to, to, to describe these things, but you could describe it as Nordic shamanism or Northern witchcraft. None of the words quite get there. It's saver. But runes is one of the things that is very, very powerful to work with. And I also work with ascension. I work with um, the Ascended Master Sarah. She's the daughter of Mary Magdalene and Yeshua. And I've been bringing through teachings and channelings from her for many, many years. And she is very involved in working with the new earth grid. So that's something that I work with a lot, Um, teaching ways to um, build violet flame spirals for clearing And soon we're going to be working to bring in her flame. So how does the saver fit in to all of this and the runes? Well, for me, the runes have given me the last bit, the last piece of the puzzle that I needed, because for many years I've worked with very, very high energies and the runes are a vast doorway they're a vast portal of energy and they go up to the highest of the high and they go right down right down into the earth as well and they're just phenomenally grounding and so they are absolutely fantastic for working with ascension energies also the way I'm working with the runes and other people are experiencing this as well, they're coming in on a really high vibration and it feels different to how they felt to a lot of people before. And I think that's because they are appearing to us now. There's been a, a lot of bad rap about the runes in the past because of um, the Nazis used them. Um, and there's been that sort of right-wing element that's caused a lot of darkness around them. But we have to remember that all of these spiritual tools are just that, they're tools. And it's the way we use them that make them kind of fantastic and amazing or really awful and dark. So that's why I called my page um on facebook ascension runes because i can really feel they've got a job so there's a um shamanic practitioner whose work i really love there's a few of them but this guy is um called hank vesselman and he's an american and he lives on hawaii and he's an anthropologist and I've been following his work for a few years and the books he's written are really, really interesting. And I was listening to him talk the other day and he was saying about um, creating a new kind of shamanic way, you know, from what you're bringing through. And I absolutely agree with that. The work that I do, I love learning about traditions. I love learning about the past. It's very anchoring. It's very grounding. then it's really good to like work with what is coming through for me going back to work with the elder Futhark, which is the name of the the rooms that i work with especially i have been able to recapture something from my past and it's a really really powerful tool and not to use that would be a bit of a waste to be honest (laughs) (laughs) because so many people have used it and used it for the light. I mean, you know, it's not all been darkness with the runes. But the Norse were also very, very pragmatic and grounded people, and they really dealt with the here and now and the nitty-gritty of things. And you also have that in the runes. But going back to what Hank Vesselman said, yes, we do need to create something new. But I also think we can create from what has been there. And if we listen uh, or are interested to the work of Carl Jung, um, the psychologist that developed the Jungian psychotherapy, he spoke about cultures needing to really grow from what's been there so that things don't get locked into the shadow. So he actually said that, in the nordic countries and this includes britain as well because there was a lot of um nordic spirituality in in britain it's not just scandinavia and germany but because there is a lot of like nordic spirituality in the past that is in the collective unconsciousness of these cultures and so by working with the runes and these you know spirituality it, we can also like work with the problems that have been there and lift them up. So that's another fascinating kind of, I wasn't going to talk about that today, but I just suddenly, just suddenly came up um, to say about, because Sarah, who I work with, Ascended Master Sarah, it's all about integration. It is about really facing what is there and saying, yep, this is the problems that are here. Let's work with them. And it's all about bringing the light and the dark together. And it's a really, really powerful alchemical way of working. So even though I work with the runes, I have to say Sarah does come a lot into my work because she's working with ascension. So I've sort of combined these things. But the Nordic spirituality has a lot to offer me and gives me a lot of different understandings and perspectives than perhaps I can get otherwise from kind of the new age movement. Um, And, you know, so I've been sharing and working with these things for a couple of years now. And I find that other people also respond very, very positively to them. And I think there's a number of us now, it's kind of a soul group that is ready to work with these things. And perhaps we've worked with them in past lives before, um it was also very, very empowering for women because women were the main kind of save corners working with magic and prophecy. Um, you know, there's a lot of cultures where it's been male and the shamans have been male. And in the Nordic Scandinavian tradition, <clears throat> the northern tradition, it's been female. And, and there are men, of course, there are men working with this, and they're working very powerfully and wonderfully. But'm just just to say that for for us women who've maybe lacked an energy matrix that really empowers us, this really works <laughs> it's great so um I'm still training I will finish my training next year. it was a two year course it's become a three year course because of the um, corona time and um I have lots of homework that I have to do. I'm training with a, a lady called Amelda Anquist. Her work is amazing. Um, look her up. She she teaches um, room classes, um, Very writes an awful lot. There's loads of stuff on the internet. Um, she's very, very interested in her work. She has a very um, original and deep perspective on things. Um, where was I? I was, what was I saying? I was going somewhere. I do this when I'm talking to people. I sort of go off at an angle and I say, "Where? Where was I?" And they help me come back. But now I'm sort of I'm talking to the computer. <laughs> I had to try and had to try and guide myself back to something that I was talking about. Where was I? Mm. No, it's gone. So I'm going to. It, it might come back to me. We'll see. But I'm going to um, jump onto the Norns. Well, not literally. <laughs> the Norns are the kind of Nordic equivalent of the three fates that you find in Greek uh, mythology. And they're there sort of spinning. Whereas the Norns, the Norns are, you can see them as three women sitting at the base of Uggdrasil, which is the world tree, and there's three roots, and they sit at one of them next to the well of Erva or Erd. And they are, I mean, this is what I call them, mistresses of the weave. You could call them masters of the weave if you don't want to be, you know, gender-specific about it. Um, But they are very, very powerful when it comes to, So if we think of like manifest creation, everything is like hmm, on the weave. Everything is on the web. So everything that exists is part of this weave and part of this web. And it is a really, really useful way to work with stuff, basically. So if you think like if you get born into a family, everything that has been weaved and woven before you get there, you're born into that weave, and then you have to start manipulating the weave yourself to sort of make it the way you you need it to go. I'm going to read out. So, I'm I'm quite fortunate. If you like if you like mounds and um, dolmens and all that sort of thing, you know, there's loads of them where I live. So um, I'm very fortunate that I can go and um, do journeys at them. Just a, just a note of warning, <laughs> if you're a person who um, would like to know more about this, when you go to these old places, some of them are friendly and some of them aren't. Some of them have like issues, <laughs> shall we say. So it's very important before you go, did something like a journey on a, on a, on a um, grauhoi, which is a, um, a burial mound. You have to stand and tune into the energies first and just make sure it's okay because you don't want to go and like spiritually open yourself up to somewhere where the energies are like yeah i think you can read it from my face <laughs> say no more so but i have i have this um particular one called Mestahoy that's near me that's very very special and it's very supportive of this sort of work and it's really really happy for me to go there and sort of augments augments the journeys that I'm doing so I went and did a journey to the norms because I'm teaching a class on Sunday so oh that's what I was going to say earlier now come back to me now I teach a class on ascension runes every wednesday apart from when i'm on holiday um and i'm going through the whole of the elder foods ark and together we're journeying on a room and you don't have to join it live it's there recorded and it's also if you go to the left hand side of uh, the ascension rooms page there is um a youtube header header if you click on that there's a playlist on youtube so that's completely and that's because I wanted to introduce people to working with the runes but I'll try and remember to tell you a little bit more about that at the end because I've gotten to the norms now don't want to stop Um, I'm on a flow so there I was at Mestahoy doing my journey just have a bit of water excuse me and So the norms also have a bit of a difficult reputation, shall I say. And so I'm always a little bit like, oh, when I go to meet them. But I have always found them to be very, very friendly. They are tough but fair, shall we say. Um, And they're very objective about things. But their job is to keep the balance on the weave. And so anybody who wants to work with them, who is also a fair and objective person, and wants to help with keeping a balance on the weave, they are very willing to um, work with you. So this is what I got from the journey I did the other day on mesterhoy. So hoi, it means like high, and that's the word, that's the Danish word for like mound. So... They said it's very important now to untangle the weave, not just for individuals, but for towns and cities and cultures. And that was really interesting to me because I was just thinking about each of us having our personal weave because you can work with the norms to like, so there's something in your life, like specifically, because like most of us have areas that work in our (laughs) lives. And then we, everyone pretty much has areas that don't. And it's the areas that don't. you can journey, you can work with the norms. you can learn how to work with the norms so that they will show you what you need to do to untangle the weave, basically. Um, and this is what I'm teaching the class about on Sunday. But they said, you know, you can think bigger than that. And for those of us who are working with the Earth grid, the collective unconscious, you know, we're not just working on individual healing. This is really useful and necessary, I think. Um, All things that have an energy matrix or thought form are in the weave. We want to help. We have our responsibility of keeping the balance. We need those who will work with us. Okay. So that's interesting. So you could also work with the weave from this this technique um, that I'll be teaching for... The energies of a place or problems in a house or a business or you know whatever there's no limit because everything has a weave everything has an energy matrix um we are all weavers the light codes coming through us are being woven into the web a new web is being formed even as the old one is shriveling and dying now so this was really interesting. So like from an ascension point of view when we talk about the new earth grid there's a new weave coming in and being woven from all these light codes and then we're not actually on the old grid anymore and as more and more people move onto that new earth grid this new weave the old one is like you know it might not seem it at the moment I don't know but I don't know how you you would look at it but like the old one it just sort of go going... Because less and less energy is being put into it and more and more is coming onto this new weave. And like if I close my eyes to see it, like energetically, it's so vibrant and the colours are so beautiful on this new weave. Um, The energy is gradually being withdrawn. So that's from the old um, weave. See if I can read my own writing here. It is us who keep the weave alive. We are the connectors between matter and spirit. Hmm. Interesting. The animals have their own weave, but the weaves interlay each other and impact each other. Okay. Um, As more of us come onto the new weave for humanity, so it will become the only one in the end. We are the mistresses, masters of the weave, and we have much to teach you. So... The stories of the Norns are that they work. They carve runes into Utrazil, the World Tree, and they do this to send out healing um, and to keep the balance. So the runes are very, very powerful allies. Also, another root of Uggdrasil, There's the serpent, and he's chewing away nang, 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 at the root and causing the tree to die. So every day, the Norns take well water spring water from the well of urd and they pour it on the tree and so that keeps the balance that keeps everything so there's life and death life and death life and death um don't have to be an expert in the runes to do this class in fact you don't have to know anything about the runes because it can be your journey it can be the start of your journey so going back to the ascension page um I have on Facebook I teach a class every week well it's 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 really me doing my homework and then sharing it but I'm talking about how to connect with the runes and many of us have been told that we have to learn a lot about the runes in order for them to work with them that didn't work for me I tried reading books it just went in one ear and fell out the other ear and I could just never get a grip on it at all and then when I started working, um, doing the, the saver work, I was taught to journey with the runes and to build a relationship that way. And that has really, really worked for me because <clears throat> as an energy healer, things are all about energy. You know, I feel everything as energy. I see everything as energy and it's a very divine feminine way of working with the runes. So It's because it is about you, like, energetically building a relationship with the runes. And it's like, you know, if you go and meet a person for the first time, you might have heard what other people say, which is like, you know, reading books about the runes. But it's not going to mean that much to you until you've met that person yourself. And then, you know, it's up to you how well you get to know that person how much time you spend with them how much energy you dedicate to the relationship you know do you stay through it when there's difficult times and you know things go wrong which would be you know because as you work with the rooms they will bring you into wholeness basically so you know are you willing to work through your stuff and have them teach you about your shadow for example so it's about the time you put in to working with the runes actually and you know maybe you want them to be the runes you want the runes to be your best friend maybe you want the runes to just be you know someone you know like you know maybe you've got a friend who you just phone up occasionally and they're you know really helpful with something or other you know we all have different types of friends and that's fine and you can make if you're drawn towards the runes the runes the sort of friends that fit into your life um and then when you do read books about them if you get really get into it um warning you know they're they are known to sort of like (laughs) get people addicted to them (laughs) but um as you read as you read books about the runes once you've got a relationship with them it actually becomes much more interesting and it means something because no one is right or wrong when it comes to these things like i will have one view on sally somebody else will have another opinion of sally you know who's to say who's right and who's wrong and it's a bit like that with the runes they're teaching things about ourselves they have an energy what is really important is we listen and we are reflective on what we get they also work really powerfully with he- um, healing and magic because they they're not just about information they are like they each have a life force of their own and they impact upon us anyway so going back to the class I'm going to teach on Sunday I'm going to teach how to do if you already work with oracle cards or tarot cards you can also use that and then use the rope runes in them but it's a way of connecting with the Norns. basically we're going to journey to the Norns, and then I'm going to show you how to do this um three card or three rune spread you don't have to have your own um runes because I mean you can literally just draw runes on bits of paper and and use that I have made my own runes because it's something I really like doing My first set, I got stones and I got glass paint because I used to do glass painting and I painted them on. You can also just use a Sharpie pen, which is a permanent ink pen and just draw them on. So it doesn't have to be complicated, but of course you can go on Etsy or something and find some really lovely ones on there. So I'm just going to pull a rune. I can't get a lot, let an opportunity go past. I'm just going to pull a rune for today. For this talk, oh, <laughs> I got nailed. OK, and I'm laughing because this is the rune of the Norns. <laughs> so let me see what the Norns want to say. I'll just tune in for a moment and then I'll tell you what I get. yeah yeah so they reminded me i just first of all i just felt all this love coming in and then they reminded me about their power so the first time that i really saw this aspect of the Norns was i went and did a introduction to saver in sweden in skolna which is lovely and um It's just across the border from Copenhagen. It's not too far, about an hour on the train. Anyway, um, there was this lovely woman. Oh, can I remember her name? Anna, Anna, Anna Kjellin, I think. And uh, she ran this intro course and um, she organised a high seat ceremony for us to do. And this is something that is based on um what's in the old eddas about how they used to prophesy? the save Kona the the women the save witches or shamans and they would make a bit of a platform they put a chair on it they'd have a staff which was um not so not not really long ones fairly short ones but sort of as you sit down comfortable to like hold in your hand and then you'd like bang the staff into the ground and then they knew you were ready then to take a question and people would walk around in a circle singing and we did this for each other and we had questions to ask each other and so I've been doing readings for people for many years working with oracle cards and tarot cards and I really noticed that there was something different going on and I could feel, because like, you know, as I said, you know, I see everything as energy and, you know, it's something that's just as real to me as is what I see with my physical eyes. And I could see that the energy of the answers that were coming out from the norms, they were actually weaving new possibilities. So when you work with the norms and your intent is pure and you have integrity and all of those things, um, they will give you possibilities and options that weren't there before because you've petitioned them and they've gone oh yeah there's this person they're a good person I think I'm going to help them and they do you know what I mean so this is that is the amazing power of the nons they will open up possibilities that actually you wouldn't have had before that moment I mean, maybe it's a little bit similar. Um, Alberto Volodo. I worked with his book many, many years ago. And I worked with, it was an exercise book where you worked with like these vision, vision things, each chapter, and I took about a year to do it. And in one of them, it was about tracking the highest potential for the future. Maybe it's another way of doing that. I don't know. But it works, (laughs) it's a really great way to do it. And if you feel drawn to working with the norms, you know, come and try it out. So I've kept the price low for this because I want as many people to do it as possible. The Ascension Runes um, journeys that I do, they are free. So you can actually learn about the runes for free. But this is quite special, this class. And the more people that can do this work, the more we can help ourselves help humanity help the earth um, i am going to put the price up a week after i do the class on sunday so if you want to do it um, come and join if you go to the ascension runes facebook page also i will put the link on um, the youtube stream um you'll see it at the top of the page so it's easy to find Um, you just have to you do have to set up a learn it live account but I think you can do that with Facebook or whatever but um I think that's it let me look at my list did I cover everything probably went on a bit longer I meant to how long has it been half an hour oh been meaning to do this talk for ages just haven't had the time and um yeah my son finishes school today little Benji and then we're off for a while so it was like one of those like, oh, if I don't do it now, I'm never, you know, you do all these things just before you go on holiday, you leave them right to the last minute. Well, this was my <laughs> right at the last minute thing, but now it will be on YouTube for posterity. I think this is it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hope that's been interesting for you. hope you've had, you know, another perspective coming in there. <gasps> this is spring water from Aquila, a spring near Lyra. Oh, it's so magical. So magical. I'm just going to, it sort of really has a save Kona um, energy. I make all sorts of essences out of Roskela. There's so many springs here. It's such a magical place around here. But that is for another time. I won't start on that. I'll be here for another hour. All right, then. Thanks for listening. Bye.